So hello there, your favourite podcast is back, and so is this podcast. <laughs> I'm Sean and Elliot read the Bible. I'm Sean McLaughlin. We have, a, we have a little bit more Bible to read, and we have a lot of time to read it. So uh, welcome to the episode. Uh, Elliot J. Fallows is still here. Oh, hi. What was that? It was, I was going to say, oh, hello, and I decided not to. So I instead just said hi wrong. I went like... Well, I guess given uh, the lack of input and stimulus within the lockdown, that does count as something of an event. Yeah, am I going to um, be expected to talk for much more of this? Or I mean, is hi are either anything? of us going to be expected to talk? I mean, looking... I mean, it's... I think the problem is at this point is I don't feel like I have a personality because I don't do anything or react to anything. Mm-hmm. And you've never had a personality. And all podcasting is... Uh, is people with personalities chatting so uh, we'll see how it goes I, 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 i've got a, i've got a personality it's not great and it's not it's not like nice to be around but it's there I was, I, yeah i was trying to be kind when i said you didn't have one <laughs> don't rewrite history mate there's too much of that going on we're going to accept oh, yeah. our failures Look, I am not going to edit out the fact that I said that Elliot didn't have a personality because otherwise, how will we learn exactly. about that? We're, we're trying to grow. We're trying to. <laughs> we're trying to change. Welcome to the show. Uh-oh. So, hello. It has been a number of weeks since we last joined you. We are glad to be here. As of recording, we're about five or six comedians down from when we last spoke. Is that right, Elliot, would you say? A lot of them being outed? I think we are. Uh, Thank God. Outed as as what? Let's not use the word outed, because that's kind of something else. Bad people. Let's say bad lads. Bad bad lads. Bad lads. As they should be. Let's, um, let's never hear from them again, as far as I'm concerned. But we're good people? We are good people, if not successful or well-rounded people, I think. Right? I resent that. We're hardly... Um, I don't think we're people. Maybe we're good whatever we are. What have you been up to, Elliot? How is your lockdown? Going very well, thank you. I've got another new look going on. Uh, I've shaved my head and I've grown a beard. That's my new kind of feral lockdown look. Seeing how it goes. How have you had? A, you've had a beard before. It's not that new, is it? It's a thicker beard than I've had. I'm just kind of quit mm. shaving. Uh, mm-hmm. Gone are the days of the mustache. Gone are the days of the quiff. Mm. It's gone. Mm. I'm a new Elliot. Are you going to bring the quiff back? I mean, probably, but only through laziness rather than planning. It's just the way it grows. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, sorry. I do have one update, actually. Mm. Well, that's relevant to this show's previous stories. Okay. Uh, we have, of course, all heard the story of me and my secret celebrity crush, who I bumped into a couple of times in the past, right? Yeah. All right, didn't you? Sorry, I didn't mean, to, I didn't, didn't mean to yawn quite so <laughs> obviously into the microphone. Thanks. What can I say? This is a boring story. It's not a boring story, because as it turns out... He lives down the road. I saw him again the other day. What? 
I looked out my kitchen window. He just walked down the road. He lives near me now because I Who moved. Is it? I'm not. I, I'm not saying it out loud on the podcast. Oh, it's Hardeep Singh Kolo. Hardeep Singh Kolo. I just think I really got a chance now that he's hopefully got nothing going on. Yeah, so now it's another one. That's the third time the universe has tried to shove us together throughout with no planning. Yeah. So now I go for my daily walks just around the area. <laughs> Wearing my shortest shorts and my nicest, <laughs> tightest T-shirts. <laughs> with my largest net. <laughs> I'll get him. I'll get him and I'll bag him. Try and cancel me for catching catching a celebrity in a net <laughs> and bringing him back to my house. And my new place has got a basement. Perfect. Okay, well, um, I would say that that got weirder with every sentence. Thank you, welcome to (laughs) to the show. Good to be back. (laughs) What what, what are you up to? What have you been doing? What's your life now? I don't have a life now. There is no life. Stand-up comedy, I don't think, is going to come back (laughs) ever again. Of course it will. Um, Not, I I don't, I don't know, I'm starting to worry. Can't you do like Uh, outdoor gigs? I'm doing a drive-in gig. See that would be cool. Um, I want to go to one of those driving things. Have you? That'd be okay. I think the thing is, is it'll be really interesting and it'll be like a fun novelty. Mm. But it's there's I don't know what the long term. I, I mean, I, there's no future there. I wouldn't say. Would you? Uh, I honestly don't know. I don't know enough about yeah. that kind of industry. Um, I guess it'll only be a bit to... odd because you won't be able to hear laughter, right? Is it just going to be you? I don't know how far I mean, away you are from like from the I mean, cars. I think that, that's that's why I've been booked for it. I'm mean, very <laughs> used to that. So I I am. I know it should be good. It's a great lineup. The one I'm doing. What I've been doing is um, uh, running. Is that what you call it? Run, go, jo- jog, jogging, jo- jogging, jogging. Are you, are you getting into jogging. that now? Are you are you one of those people who like you're you're a runner now with a capital R? No. No, you know, like got no, the no, special no. gear and all the apps and stuff. And what special gear do you need? Well, you need special shoes. Get a little band to put your little music well, player trainers. on. Is you that can... it? trainers? Nah, you got to get ones that fix your feet up. I got some that fix your feet up because everyone's got everyone's feet are wrong, right? No, a lot of people seem to be going running with these um those rubber ones where it goes around every toe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I find them. <laughs> physically repellent if i ever find out someone i know has those i will instantly cut them out of my life <laughs> that's the second time you said that uh, during this recording it doesn't take a lot doesn't take a lot <laughs> i go a few times well i try and go five times a week five and times a week that's a lot I didn't, I didn't know how much i was running and then i got an app to measure it mm. i'm doing 5k that's loads. 5K. That's dude. really good. What a day. It's ridiculous. I'll tell you something. I'm no close to that runner's high. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> really? Are you just... I hate every single fucking minute of it. <laughs> I hate... There is no part of it that I don't hate. I hate leaving. I hate coming home. Mm-hmm. I hate getting dressed. I hate stretching. I hate showering. Oh, stretching. Yeah. Does stretching do anything? Like, I, the thing is, I have... I have I don't know if it really... It's meant to be so it's less painful the next day or whatever, right? That's why it's meant to be good. Yeah. But, like, after you run, what, you're just going to stand in your room and 
grab your foot and hold it behind your butt and it's like, oh, no. no but I mean like stre- stretching, stretching beforehand. Beforehand. No, just walk the first minute and then run. That's, it, isn't That's it? stretching. It's such shit. I used to do all this sport when I was younger and it was always like, yeah, you have to stretch out before. I'm not running the the marathon here. What made you start? Why are you doing this? Because I'm eating all of the tortilla <laughs> chips on earth. <laughs> I'm eating all of them, Elliot. See, this this is an issue I've had before. Where I, I exercise more because I'm snacking more or something. Yeah. But then that makes my snacking justified. It's only so I can get home and be like, right, now I can have a whole tube of Pringles and a bag of yeah. M&M's. Like, it yep. just, it doesn't make me snack less. It just makes me justify everything I'm already doing, which seems wrong. Here's what I hate about running. Mm-hmm. And I hate this about running. And I like exercise in general. I miss playing football. I miss doing other stuff like that. But I will never join a team again, ever, because I just don't want to have to... It's, it's too social. <laughs> it's okay. Too social. It, it, running is really good for your mental health. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely resent it for that. I resent that it makes it makes gives you more energy, and I I resent the fact that I've been told this for ten years, and instinctively thought well, that cannot be true. Yeah, and then it turns out it, it is so. I mean, it's so true. Yeah, hate that. I hate that. It's enough to make me stop running completely. I completely understand, and I completely get that mindset. I think it's one of our. The traits we probably share is just resenting being told what's right and then finding out it's right and then still choosing to live the way we live instead. That's just. I think that's the that's a problem, is it? It's like yeah. people going like, eat healthy, eat healthier, it's you'll feel like, better. Oh, that f- yeah, of course like, we will. Like, Fuck off. Yeah, but if we I, know. If I, just ate, if I ate pizza. I'd be so happy. I'd be happy. It's pizza Friday moment. today. I'm gonna have a pizza today because fuck it. You know what I'm Fuck having it. afterwards? Loads of Stellas. You know what I'm having after that? <laughs> Just gonna get out of sleep for twenty hours because who the hell cares? Because <laughs> where's my energy gonna come from? Um, Nowhere. So you're you're not a big exerciser. You're a sort of moderate exerciser, in and out. Yeah, I will. I get periods in get the year. Periods. I get periods, which me, okay, which really freaks me out. <laughs> there's something else going on there. <laughs> yeah. No, I get I get little periods of the year where I become obsessed with running like every other day and I'll just go as far as I can come back and I'll be tired and really grumpy during that and then all it'll take is for me to miss one so you get up wait so so basically every so often sorry you get up mm-hmm. you run as far as you can sure come uh-huh. back yeah because back. I don't want it anywhere near my house I don't want that come anywhere near my house <laughs> you gotta sow I call it sowing the seeds yeah yeah, yeah 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 there's there is something happening about four miles away from Clapham where I am right now which you just don't want to go down there it's like uh, it's an Elliot Tree what's that thing called like in the sewers is it like a fat king or something what's that thing what a fat king yeah it's oh Fatberg Fatberg it's like there's something very similar to that in Burgess Park in London and we just don't talk about it a kumquat (laughs) yeah Every now and then when the wind blows, you'll hear my name <laughs> rustle through the trees. So then that happens. And then if I miss one run, I'll instantly stop caring altogether. And I just stop doing it because I don't because at the end of the day, I just don't want to do it. I'm only doing it because I looked in the mirror one day and went like, oh, my boobies are looking a bit big today. And then I'll go for a run and I'll come back and then I'll look in the mirror again and think they're the same and I don't care anymore. I'd rather have yeah, the M&M's. I think- I think basically I'm at a point where 
I don't have a job and I can't afford to just buy loads of new clothes. So these ones have to keep fitting for a few months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I may as well just Um and, But I don't I only go if it's nice weather. I'm yeah. Go. If it, if it's raining I don't go. And running I like because you can do it on your own. Or if it's or if it's like a Ramadan or any religious holiday for any of the major religions, I don't go. Just out of respect. Just have it off otherwise. Just have it off. Yep, yep, yep. Um and also, if there is a Will Smith or any, either of the Hemsworths have a film mm-hmm. that is in the midst of a theatrical release, yeah, like I don't, out of respect, I don't go mm-hmm. running for that. I think yeah. that's also completely fair, yeah. I don't, I don't run if um, you know Disney Plus. Oh yeah, I know Disney Plus. Yeah, I don't run if if that's out. If that's out, so now that that's available, you can't run anymore because. Because you well, could, you, because because Hamilton's on this, it's like. But they're gonna they'll they'll take it off at some point, and then I'll be able to go running again. It's just out of it's just my That's little it. rules out of respect. It's just because look, I'm not a you know I'm not an athlete. Okay. Exactly. If there's one thing we can admit, you're not an athlete. Okay. But um, well, that was a bit. I think there was a bit of bit of edge there. I think we all know. That, we can all tell by the way you are. You're not an athlete. Here's one thing. I did use a couple of apps to track my runs because I didn't know how long I was running for. I thought it might be good to track them. And then I found out how long it was for. And then that was that. And then I deleted the apps. Yeah, I get that. But then the app kept bugging me. Before I deleted it, it just kept bugging me. And it kept being like, oh, this was this was your highest amount of... This was your pace. This is the highest pace you went. This is your time. Aim to beat that. I go, I'm not... Why... <laughs> What? Why? For what purpose? What? Who gives a shit? (laughs) I'm faster than I was two weeks ago. Do you think that's a sentence I ever give a shit about saying? (laughs) I don't care. My main thing I always had against running broadly was that it took too much time. It takes like an hour of the day, and Mm. I always thought, well, that's too much time. If anything, it's not taking up enough time. Yeah. Now you've got. Now you've got too much time. Yeah. If anything, I want to get an app. That asks that, that gives me tips on how to be slower. Yeah. Like if you really want to drag this experience out, consider yeah. con- consider a full English breakfast five minutes before you leave. You did eight kilometers today. Do you have nothing better to do? <laughs> you have eight kilometers today. <laughs> Unfortunately, you did it at quite the pace. <laughs> Please just chill out. Please go and talk to someone. I recommend folk music next time. <laughs> What's the app that's like a social? network and it tells you what all your friends are running and then it tells like that would be my nightmare because i would <laughs> i would also awful. always i would always instinctively as well absolutely lie if like if my friends said how far you gone i'd say ah oh, you know ah oh, six six k not really knowing <laughs> what a kilometer is and they'd be like oh that's good and it's like really i've just i ran for maybe 10 minutes came back walked around the block got a bit sweaty and then came back home i, I don't want i don't want proof <laughs> that I'm lying about this. That's all you need, though, isn't it? You mm. just need to be a bit sweaty. As soon as you're a bit sweaty, yeah, that's exercise. Have a shower it? as soon as you get home, and then everyone yeah. will be like, "Oh, he must be sweaty because he must have done a proper workout." <laughs> I just, I've started just doing showers just randomly, just so my wife thinks, <laughs> "Wow, you're really working out a lot." Yeah, yeah, I didn't just shit myself. It's all, it's all how, exercise. How come when you come out of there, you still smell? Oh, it's just part of me. It's just in me now. <laughs> it's just under the yeah. skin. The exercise just runs so deep. <laughs> I just, just hate showers. Uh, um, oh no, good for you. Well, I'm glad you're keeping healthy. Because it means we're going to keep you alive for longer, all being well. Yeah. 
<laughs> Keep Sean alive. What a weird thing you just said there. Well, I'm just saying... That's like a thing like a 91-year-old has just had a long operation. <laughs> Keep you alive for a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, we don't know, do we? People die. I'm saying, as your friend, I'd rather you live slightly longer than it seems you will be at the minute. I'd say as a man in his early 30s, mm-hmm. which is what I consider myself... Near death. What I identify as, it is probably safer for me not to go running in the short term than to go running. Because of your brittle bones. No, because there's people out there with knives and agendas. <laughs> and in here, there's only one other person. And yes, she has an agenda. But she's not going to do anything about it. She needs me to stay in the country. Anyway, there's nothing to inherit anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Um, wait, should we promote our shit now? Yeah, we've got shit to promote. What uh, do you want to promote? I've got a short thing out. Oh, God, he's promoting his <laughs> And I'd business. like to apologise for it. <laughs> oh, baby. Uh, Hardeep. Hardeep. <laughs> Hardeep and Curly was that name we bleeped about ten episodes ago. Um, I have a 20-minute short out. It's basically like... The way I think of it is more like a one episode of a TV show that I've written and I'm in it and I directed it. It's called Flu and Me. I've been working on it for mm. a long time. It's a lot of very good, cool people involved with it. Uh, it's coming out... Like who? Oh, well, uh, it's got uh, an actor called Fran Fowler, who's absolutely wonderful. Alistair Clayton, Stu Laws helped out and is in it. Got some cameos <clears throat> from got some great friends like Harriet <clears throat> Kemsley... Sunil Patel, uh, Ryan Lane, uh, <clears throat> Jay Lawrence from from the radio, pal of mine, and uh, the music is uh, by Hannah McLaughlin, um, and uh, someone else probably pops up at some point. But who who can who can remember everyone? You know? Elliot, I pop up in it. You do. I recorded it. You do. I, was, I put so much into that performance. I believe your character is called some fucking gay. That's the name of the character. Yes. Uh, so that's coming out probably the first week of August, which is, by my calculations, only a few weeks away from when this episode is out. But I'm going to be building up to it. There might be some other things coming out right beforehand to get people hyped. So just keep an eye out for Flu and me. Thank you. Very exciting. Can't well, wait to see it. When? Where is it going to be available on? Uh, it'll be on YouTube. So keep an eye on my on my on my socials on my pipes. No. Now that's www.youtube.com. YouTube.com. YouTube, which is where you can find something else, right, Sean? That's right. The 1998 mm-hmm. UK hockey season is yep. widely considered to be one of the most exciting of all time. That's true. And I have I have compiled a playlist of all of the greatest plays from the 1998 hockey season. That's great. If you go into youtube.com slash Sean McLaughlin's Hockey Season Roundup Playlist Plus... Mm-hmm then you will find my 45-hour video compilation. Great. And this is a spin-off from the original that was just clips played backwards from It's a Knockout, the 1990s physical game show on Channel 5. Is that right? Yes, 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 yes. Also, what was that one? Record Breakers. I did a bit of Record Breakers. Record Breakers, of course. It was a Record Breakers supercut. Mm-hmm. And it was every time, uh, every time Chris Akabusi opened a cupboard. Oh yeah, also my show Hail Mary uh, that I toured for ages and is my stand-up show is on YouTube. One of the best comedy shows I've ever seen. Wow! Whoa! Big talk from Elliot. Just going to put it out there. Big talk. Just going to lay it all out there and say I was a fan. I think it's a great show. 
it's a good little show. Good little show. Uh, recording is pretty good. Not good enough to pay for it. There is a PayPal attached to it if you want to send me some money. Chuck him some dollars. Very kindly done. Yeah. Uh, the vast majority have absolutely not done that. Yeah. But that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I mean, it, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's just if you've been a fan of any of my work or my podcasts or any of my video clips or anything like that. Chuck a couple of pennies towards him now. How about just give me give me one P? That'd be nice. No, it wouldn't. That would be an insult because I'd get the email saying I've been paid. I'd get excited. <laughs> get a penny. <laughs> but then after 99 of them, which is, let's face it, double the listenership of the show, you'd be able to get a, a filter coffee from Pret, which you like so much. The, it's the old world. Who knows? Who knows when I'll be treading those boards again? Yep. Um, yes, watch my show, Hail Mary, on YouTube. It would be nice if you watched it. And then give it's it fantastic. a like. Give it a like because it helps the algorithm. And a few, a couple thousand people have watched it already, which is good. That's great. Yeah, it's all right. Wonderful way to spend an evening. Yes, or a or a mid afternoon. First thing in the morning, middle of the night, in fact, maybe if you're troubled. First, first thing in the morning is is preferred, I think. Well, well done. So, thank you, listeners, for that indulging us there. <laughs> Now, let's face it, you haven't indulged us enough. Let's start the show. This is the longest longest I've spoken in so long. Isn't it nice? Isn't it pleasant? No, my throat hurts. Uh Uh-oh, that's that's something else. Even though we're all pretending that it's gone away, we're all going to get it. Listeners, it's a very special episode, as it turns out. We've read the book of Romans... The letter mm-hmm. of Paul to the Romans. And we have to say, after, what's it been? Two years, is it? Two years. After two years. Feels like longer, doesn't it? It does a bit. <laughs> after two years of reading the Bible, this, this book, this chapter of this monumental document that's gone through history and changed lives is surely, surely the worst most boring part of the whole thing i'm so glad you said that i'm just this is the book of romans by the way we haven't said that this is the book of romans sometimes we joke Um, sometimes we joke about this and say like oh it's a bit shit and we'll skip over bits and pieces or whatever and it's not just because we're coming towards the end like if you are reading the bible with us which i know a couple of people are you will know that romans fucking sucks it's the worst like I mean, the, the messages that we sent to each other before we recorded, we were like, I don't know how we can turn this into entertainment. This one in particular feels but, so weak. But I usually mean, we absolutely nothing. nail it. We we get it out of the park eventually. We get there. People know. They love this show. This get is out of the park. Romans is a very quick 10 second thing is just Paul writes a letter to the Romans about basically everything about Jesus so far. And he's just kind of complaining and whinging. There's a lot of... Yeah, Paul Paul basically has written this letter to what? To the Roman churches, Yeah, I guess. And he's the chap who's like in isolation in his little Roman house, right? That we left on at at the end of Acts. And he's basically trying to sum up all that we've learned about religion so far. Mm Mm-hmm. And sum up all the stuff that Jesus has done and God's done and how it doesn't directly contradict older things, but it does a bit, but don't worry about it, blah, 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 blah. He does that through, it's 17 pages in my Bible, this book. Yep, so many. It felt like I read, I was reading Ulysses. It felt like I was just, it just kept going on and on and on. Honestly. And 
as as someone who not to brag has actually read Ulysses and who found that who found that to be the worst most pointless piece of literature that I've ever read in my life and I read it so people would think I was a cool dude when I was in sixth form genuinely used to carry it around with me that was my personality is reading Ulysses that that was terrible this at least Ulysses is like a good doorstop Romans Romans I wouldn't even give my enemy a paper cut with this shit you couldn't wipe your ass with it no (laughs) no not with my diet a huge amount of this is about circumcision. Oh like, my god, so much! A huge amount. But like, he's basically setting rules. He talks about rules, mm. and then he talks about what contradicts those rules in terms of religion. It's almost like a legal document. It's it's so I can't even explain it. Really, I mean, we'll read out little chunks. But I watched the video after. I watched the video afterwards. There's this sort of animated video series on YouTube that sometimes explains things in a simpler way. Because we're thick. No, we. I genuinely don't think we're thick. I think people read too much into shit things. Yeah. And they go, what does it mean? But what does this actually mean? It doesn't mean anything. It's nothing. And this video at the end said, and it's only when you reach the end that you can see the full scope of this masterpiece. St. Paul... And I was like, this is... This is nothing. Are you mad? I've written better letters than this to my grandma. Like, this is bullshit. I've I've, re- I've read better letters than this that Elliot thought he was sending his grandma, but it was actually sending to me because I've been pretending to be his grandma this whole time. No, they had my nudie pics. Oh no! No, because I have a plan for after we get through this book, after we get through Romans. So, do you want to take us through actual Romans and then? Well, all right. This, this is the scale of what we're talking about. Book two, right? Part two: God's righteous judgment. I'm just going to read this quote. Yep. For it is not those who hear the law who are righteous in God's sight, but it is those who obey the law who will be declared righteous. Indeed, when Gentiles who do not have the law do by nature things required by the law, they are a law for themselves. Even though they do not have the law, since they show requirements of the law are written in their hearts, their conscience now bears witness, and their thoughts... Have you just learnt the word law, Paul? Oh, God. I mean, drop it Have you just learnt the word law? When he talks about circumcision and how necessary it is and the value of it, Mm -hmm. I can't believe I started reading this paragraph and thought, oh, I guess he won't dwell on this too long. (laughs) He's obsessed. (laughs) He's obsessed, he is. pages later. Yeah. Circumcision has value if you observe the law. But if you break the law, you become as though you had not been circumcised. Okay. If those who are not circumcised keep the law's requirements, they will not be regarded as though they were circumcised. Like he's put a question mark. Even he's like, "Am, am I? Am I? Am I making this, sense here?" This kind of makes sense, right? Are we are we on board with this? The one who is not circumcised physically and yet obeys the law will condemn you. Who, even though you have written the code and circumcision, are a lawbreaker. The man is not a Jew if he is only one outwardly, nor is circumcision merely outward and physical ridiculous like like circumcision is circumcision of the heart <laughs> that's, that's kind of nice i guess i guess that kind of means something like like any hot-blooded male paul probably doodles penises on every piece of paper he finds you like we all do like we all do and his equivalent is instead just rambling about circumcision for 40 pages it goes on for ages yeah now here's a bit where he talks about money right okay he talks about money. I found this. Is it, is it interesting? In the sense that it is a part of the biggest selling book of all time. Yeah, it, it is interesting that it's in there. That it's it made the cut. That it, that it's, it made the cut, yeah. Hey, the circumcision stuff did. Wink. See, where was that in this? 
Where was that? Put a bit of humour in it, Paul. Paul, you're babbling away like a wet fish. (laughs) Bobbing a knob joke. All right. When a man works, his wages are not credited to him as a gift, but as an obligation. That's true. That's a fact. Cool. However, to the man who does not work, but trusts God, who justifies the wicked, his faith is credited as righteousness. Uh Uh-huh. So what does that does that mean that that there's a sort of currency of God? God has his own money. Like God dollars. There's got there's real bucks and God bucks. <laughs> and you can buy stuff in the in the gift shop with the God bucks. And that's the Romans. And then so basically it's that and that and that. He talks about Adam at one point. I do feel in general this book throws Adam under the bus. We're always like, well, everything was perfect until Adam ruined it. So Adam was all of humanity. I thought up to this Stop point... having a pop at him. I thought up to this point, Eve was the target. When have we suddenly switched to Adam? Why are men... Why are men suddenly becoming the target of everything? Oh, the Bible's got all woke now, has it? Because it's fucking turned the tables, has it? Bullshit. Typical. Bullshit. Adam, Adam, as a straight, white man... And he was white, as is everyone in the Bible, damn it. Don't worry about it. If you think about it too much, you're missing the point. <laughs> but then he talks about God chose Israel, the people of Israel abandoned God. I mean, you've heard it a million times before. But but ultimately, as long as you believe in God and you're circumcised and you're good and you follow his rules, you'll be fine. And even if you don't follow his rules, you might be fine. And even if you do follow his rules, you might not be fine. Everything will basically, be fine. Basically, the path to the promised land... It's cock first. Get get your own cock in order, uh-huh. and then we'll see where we lead. That seems to be the basic thing. That's pretty much it. And I have to say, surprisingly, we're near, nearly at the end of this book now, and I'd say this is the first time that it's been really just preachy. You know what I mean? I don't read the Bible to get preached at. This is gross. <laughs> it is. I think that is actually a strangely good point. Yeah. This is the first time, or at least the preachiness hasn't, is usually couched in some sort of anecdote or some story like, it's fun yeah you learn a story be- like you it's preachy because the talking horse did something wrong who are you paul who died and made you a fucking apostle why should i give a shit but luckily elliot king of banter sure bantasaurus i'm a bantasaurus i i have a backup plan i have a little safety net for this episode because i thought reading through this that this would be a nightmare for anyone to find in any way entertaining. So, we're taking a little sidestep. We're having a little spin-off episode. And this is yeah. instead going to be the story of Romulus and Remus, which is the myth that's basically of how Rome was founded. Because you did send me a message about this, go, we might, we might talk about Romulus and Remus. I thought you were talking about the two rival planets within the Alpha Quadrant that make up the Romulan and Reman race in Star Trek. Oh, you're a star... Oh, yes. Uh, So, yeah, I don't know how much I can help you on this. Hey, well, maybe there's some parallels. You can jump in for all the the Trekkies out there and let us know if there's some kind of... Just in your story, Mm -hmm. in the thing that you're going to talk about, are the Remans led by a clone of Picard, played by Tom Hardy? Uh, I guess in a spiritual way, uh, no. But in an... Oh... (laughs) In an actual way, absolutely. Okay, cool. I think we might be able to make this work. Absolutely. So after this slice slice of music, which is a phrase, get ready for the story of Romulus and Remus. Oh, 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 oh,
Roma, Roma, Maca, Galala. Want your bad Romans? I'm a free bitch, baby. So the reason I like this story is, to me, this sounds like a classic Bible tale. It's very biblical. So I just mm. thought we'll go through that. Bit more fun. And you can add all your yeah, space, yeah. space. I'll add my space war bits. Yeah, or for all the virgins out there. Okay. Nothing wrong with it. Uh, I'm one of you. I just don't um... watch Star Trek. <laughs> I looked at you with such hope there. All right. Let's, uh... <laughs> okay. Curtain rises on the oh, kingdom God, we're here again. of Alba Longa in, in old-timey Italy. I love him. Alba Longa. <laughs> Albert Belonga. <laughs> Albert... I call him Al. Is the name of the kingdom. Uh, and it's run by... Hey, hey Mr. Belonga. <laughs> Fuck Mr. me. Belonga. <laughs> Mr. Belonga. Are you a Paul Simon song? Are you a Paul Simon song? You didn't call me Al. <laughs> you got any more? Uh, and Alba Longa is ruled by a good king up to a point because one day his evil brother and banishes him from the kingdom. Fred Belonga. Fred Belonga. <laughs> Fred Belonga also banishes the king's daughter, Sylvia, to live in the Temple of Mars, who is the god of war for Romans. So she has to stay in the Temple of Mars. Yeah, see, this is already very different to Star Trek. It's... it. It, I think it'll get trickier. Though I guess the Romulans did... Okay, sorry, carry on. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, don't yeah, spoil yeah. The, the story. So she has to live in the Temple of Mars, where she somehow meets the God of War. Maybe he maybe he lives in the Temple as well, so Mars is in there. And well, of course, I don't think it's that weird. Mars, his house. M- Mars and Sylvia have uh, a relationship, eventually get married, and then have Whoa. human to God, genital to genital boning. And she gives birth to twin boys called Romulus and Remus. And then they raise them very happily in the temple for a while as babies. But then the evil king, Fred Longa, hears about the babies and hires assassins to take them away and to drown them in the river, the river Tiber nearby. So then in the middle of the night, some assassins creep in and they take the cradle with the two baby boys in it and they put it in the river and say... There we go. They're probably dead now. But little do they know, the cradle floats away down the river and ends up in some reeds. Wait a minute. I This is starting to ring a bell. Yeah. Isn't this... Yeah? Right? The cradle lands in some reeds, gets stuck yeah. there. The king believes they're dead, just like dead. in Lion Aww. King. Yeah. They're crying the whole time. Aww. And a mother from nearby finds them because she hears them crying. Oh. Okay, comes sorry, to collect this them. This isn't where I thought it was going. Yeah, so that's it. I thought I thought Data finds them. No. And then Worf goes, Data, where have you found these humanoids? Hey, well, you are close there, because it's not that Worf says anything. It's that, in fact, the mother is a wolf. So this wolf mother sees that they're in distress, takes them back to her cave, and raises them as her own, as wolves in a cave. Do you think I give off the impression that I was raised by wolves? Are people still raised by wolves? Is that still a thing? I I hope so. I want to meet someone who's raised by a wolf one day, because I bet they're actually decent. Do you know what I mean? They'll know about loyalty and, like... I think that's nice. I think probably being raised by a wolf is a pretty good deal. <laughs> they know about loyalty? Loyalty's a wolf thing, so what, isn't it? To the, pa- to the pack. To the pack. To the wolf pack. I don't think... I think, a, I think a wolf is only loyal to their own stomach. Uh, oh, you would think that. I was raised by bloody fucking humans, wasn't I? Like a mug. 
<laughs> it's so boring and basic that we were raised by humans. If you could be raised oh. by any animal, what would you actually choose? I think I'd be raised by ducks. Ducks. That's a pretty nice car. <laughs> that'd, that'd be a good life for me. That's Just swimming ch- around eating the, eating the bread that's thrown in. Chilling. They're stressing under the water, though, aren't they? They're meant to be like, you see a duck and they chill on top and then underneath it's all... It's all kicking and whinging. No, but, because, but I'm a human. I'm not actually a duck. So you would see the full extent of my work as I splashed around the pond with my duck family. I would like that, actually. <laughs> so you'd be, you'd be butt naked in the water, like still trying to shape yourself like a duck. Mark, <laughs> Mark. <laughs> People throw bread into the, into the water and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. trying, to, trying, to, trying to peck at it. Yeah. Uh, what would what I be? What about you? What would you be? I want to be like a fish. I want to be a graceful fish under the ocean i want to be like a pretty fish like a fighting fish a pretty fish a fighting fish. i want to be a pretty fish a fighting fish i think you'd be a blowfish why is that why do you think you'd be a blowfish i don't know because because um blow because i blow <laughs> i genuinely didn't even make that connection i think i'm blowfish do you you're a blowfish you're a blobfish oh i hate those blobfish you know when you said this story was good? Yeah. When does it get good? Oh, uh, later on. So they're raised by wolves as wolves, and they're these little feral boys. They go and they, like, hunt as wolves, and they go and live as wolves. They somehow learn how to speak, which is weird. But the point is they become, like, wolf boys. And eventually they are found by a shepherd and his barren wife. It's a she- an old man and his wife who can't have children. He finds these boys. He takes them from the cave... Seemingly with no barren, fight from the from say, the wolf. When you, sorry, just when you say barren, do you mean that she is unable to uh, have children or procreate, or do you mean that she runs a string of newspapers? I mean it like she is an old-timey villain with a little twirly moustache. Oh, so she's basically she's like a, a business owner, like a, she's like a land baron or a newspaper baron. Yeah, 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 very sinister okay. kind of 1930s. Sure, uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's married to a shepherd. And she's married to a shepherd, which is very progressive. And then the shepherd and his wife start raising them and making them slightly more human, but they'll always be little wolf boys. This is where it gets cool, okay? <laughs> How old are they when they're found by the shepherd and, this, uh, and the evil, horrible land baron? I think they're like teen... I'd say they're like 14 or 15, maybe. So Okay, so they're a bit older than Mowgli, a bit younger than Tarzan. Exactly. They've got time to change and fix up. But instead what they do is, as it turns out, if you have a wolf mother and a shepherd father, you eventually become... Oh, no! ...a superhero. Oh, God! So the two boys go out fighting crime as, like, wolf boys. So if they see people getting robbed or beaten, they, like, step in and use their, like, feral instincts to, like, fight down crime. And they become, like, the wolf boys. And they become renowned across all of the kingdom. Your mum is a wolf and your dad is a shepherd. I mean, you're like... That's like if your mum was a podcaster and your dad was like a creative. I know, right? You can be literally anything you want as long as you don't want to be, uh, like, financially secure. Because <laughs> you don't want to be employed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they go out and they fight crime as, like, the Wolf Brothers. And uh, their story... Like the official story, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, like, go out and fight crime as vigilantes. And the word spreads about their heroic deeds across the whole kingdom. And eventually, the word reaches an old man who's living on his own in his village in isolation. And this old man is the banished good king of Alba Longa. And which, 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 word, which word beats him? Boys. Yeah, boys. Spe- spe- specifically. With you heard the word, word. boys. 
and he went up to him and just goes boys yeah he goes i know what this means i know what this okay. means bring them to me because he heard this story because he is obviously their grandfather did he hear the story or did he hear one word he heard someone say boys and then he came over and went sorry you're talking about boys are you are you talking about boys then they found this old man creepy? who's living on his own in isolation who was told he had to leave his old home. And they don't know much about him, but they know he loves it when people talk about boys. So he so goes I've, over I've to them. That, I've noticed that you guys are talking about boys. Are you talking about boys? Finds out the story of Romulus and Remus and asks the village to bring the boys to him. So for some reason, the villagers go out, find the boys and bring them to this old creepy uh, weirdo from the village. And he tells them the truth about who they are, like that they are princes of Alba Longa and that they yeah. they deserve to sit on the throne one day, that kind of thing. Yeah. But that, but you will need to learn how to use the toilet if that is to happen. <laughs> yeah, like, stop it, stop it, stop, stop humping his leg. <laughs> stop chewing all the furniture. Your brothers, get off each other, get off each other, get over here, boys. So the boys hatch a plan where they build an army of the people who they saved as superheroes. So, like, oh. all the people who they helped and who they saved gather around them as, like, a new army to take over wouldn't from the evil be, king. Wouldn't that be such a cool idea for a film, like, if they got loads of superheroes together to, like, take on some force? It would never happen. They should make a film of that. Oh, you think they're going to make a film where they have more than one superhero in it? Oh, I just think that would be so great. No, it, would, it wouldn't happen, mate. You could call it... Uh... What is it? Like the... It's the tip of my tongue. Well, they're trying ants. to... They could call it ants, but with a Z. Ants. With a Z. I like that. But with two, two Zs. Otherwise, it would get confused with ants. Oh, absolutely. Well, actually, I yeah. I think it'd be better if they made a film that was about, like, this small band of, like, rebels who are trying to take over from an evil empire that's been built uh, oh, wow. by a man. yeah, that would be good as well. You know what I mean? Like, trying to restore yeah. the balance... Uh, by like forcing themselves in there with with their rebellion, you know. You could call it. Uh, wait, it's right on the top of my. <laughs> call side. it um, a bug's life. A bug's life uh, with an S, obviously, and an apostrophe. A bug's life, so it doesn't get confused with a bug's life. All right, how about you make ants? I make a bug's life. We bring them out at the same time, and we find out which does better at the time, and then which is more favorably viewed further down the line. Can you can you cast no someone idea. can you cast someone problematic no as your main character as well, please? <laughs> sure. You know any pe- you know any pedophiles? You know any pedophiles? Can you cast no one of any note and create <laughs> an absolute bubblegum travesty? <laughs> but at the time, it's loved by kids. Is it um is it a good film, A Bug's Life? I can't seen it in ages. I think it is quite good, isn't it? I remember as a kid loving Bug's Life. Also, you got some nerve accusing. Uh, neither of those films have any right accusing the other one of having problematic actors in lead roles, I would say. Isn't Woody Allen the main guy in Ants? Isn't Kevin Spacey the main guy in Ants? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, is he? You know what? You got me there. They're both uh, sh- Ants are pedophiles. All Ants are pedophiles. Ants are pedophiles. And if you accuse them of ants. it, they'll just say they're gay. <laughs> or, they'll, or they'll justify it by saying you, that you're married at the time. So, they've built up an army of people they've saved in the mm-hmm. past, of, like, goodwill soldiers. They conquer the evil king, and then they save their mother, Sylvia, from the Temple of Mars. She's still in there. Good for her. And the good king takes the throne back and lives a long and happy life as king. He eventually mm-hmm. probably dies, but it's not really part of the story. Romulus and Remus 
<laughs> yeah, you'd imagine he dies. Just uh, yeah, we don't know. Romulus and Remus decide to build their own kingdom, their own city, by the river of Tiber, which is the river they were like sent down as babies. So they build the city, and Romulus builds the houses and the streets. And Remus builds the temples and all the kind of public spaces and the baths where, to my knowledge, they were all fucking, right? That's how Romans work. Was that Greeks? All Romans are pansexual, as far as I remember, right? Wasn't, I think, Gre- I think Greeks as well. Oh, nice, hot. Nothing like that in the Bible. It's only incest in the Bible. Boring. So they, they, they build the city, and then they have to decide, they have to name it. And they decide to name it after themselves, but only one of themselves for some reason. So Remus wants to name it Rem because he built all the temples and stuff and that's where everyone's going to be going. It's the public areas. Romulus wants to call it Rome because he built all the homes in Rome. Does he not know that there's already a famous city called Rome? Well, you see, this is the twist at the time, okay? This is like that film where you find out... No, I'll tell you about this afterwards. Uh, Basically, I saw a play... (laughs) A sixth sense. I'll tell you now. I saw a play when I was at uni, and I, I can say this with confidence because I don't think anyone involved in that play listens to this, where it was a play set on an aeroplane. Uh, it was a kind of a farce of, like, who's in charge, who's flying the plane, and it was all very wacky, and there's loads of different characters on there. And then uh, the air hostess at the end goes, ah, oh, this is a great first flight. So I'm going to have to remember this forever. Hey, Donna, can you just tell me wh- what day is it? And then Donna just turns to her and goes, No. <laughs> just, it's, it's the 11th of September. It's 2001. No. What a day to remember. This is going to be great. <laughs> it goes dark and you hear the sound of the plane crash taken from the news. <laughs> the lights go down and everyone else goes like, Whoa. Whoa. And then you hear me just go, I thought that was the only bit that made me laugh is that the twist is that it's set on 9-11 and the character then goes, I'm never going to forget this day. <laughs> I loved it. I think it was called like oh, A Flight to Remember or something. <laughs> it was like, a comedy. It started out as a comedy and then the last minute is like people being emotional and being like, we're just trying to get back to our families and the people we love. And you're like, yeah, that's how flights work, I suppose. And then the very twist at the end is that you go like... Oh, it was 2001 the whole time. Fucking hell. <laughs> Honestly, it was the it was either the best or worst thing I've ever seen. And I hope it that went to Edinburgh. That is so brilliant. <laughs> yeah. That is so brilliant. Honestly, you couldn't write that there was a play that very sincerely just went, it's the 11th of September 2001. <laughs> so it's like a comedy about one of the planes. Yeah, about the people on there well, and their little high jinxy it, life. They should have called it United 69. <laughs> there is a film. How disrespectful would that be? We call it United 69. It's a big finger up to all the victims. So we know what it's about. But also <laughs> this is not your daddy's 9-11 play. It's United 69 with an exclamation mark, like airplane. There is a film where the twist is it's 9-11, isn't it? It's like... There's a Robert Pattinson rom, like romance film, where once they get together at the end, he like goes for a job interview, looks out the window, the camera pans out, and you find out that he's in one of the towers, oh, <laughs> and it's like the twist. It's very similar to that. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if that play was written by someone who'd just seen that film and was like, "That's a good twist. Every twist has to be nine eleven now." 
Next year, it's going to be 20 years since 9-11. When do you think people are going to stop talking about coronavirus? A few weeks ago? Yeah, it probably was. Yeah, I think... yeah. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Anyway, back to the story, which I assure you is not set on 9-11. Or is it? So Romulus and Remus have this fight with each other. Is this in any way parallel to Star Trek? The Romulans um, and the whatevers? The two planets don't get on. Okay. Um, but you have to understand that Remus was only really invented as a prospect for the film Star Trek Nemesis. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the one everyone hates, right? It, yeah. Is Nemesis the one, um, the bad one? With, with Tom Hardy playing uh, Patrick Stewart's clone. I mean, if you're going to do that, get somebody who looks a little bit like Patrick Stewart. You get like Derek Jacobi or something. Step, you don't, you don't, you don't bring in Tom Hardy. One. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, it's not like that then. Romulus and Remus have a fight, and eventually Romulus obviously wins, and Remus dies. He kills his twin brother. Romulus becomes like the king of Rome. Oh, good for him actually. Yeah, and he actually lives a long and happy and very good life. And the gods favor him. He dies. He goes to Roman heaven. And becomes a god himself. He becomes a god called uh, Quirinus. Quirinus. And he's like a secondary god of war. Does all, do all cities have their own heaven then? Is that what that means? I don't know. Is I, that what that implies? There's a Rome heaven? There's like a Rome heaven for people who live in Rome at the time. God, I hope I end up in London heaven. Not. God, I don't, I don't want, want to go to London heaven. I want to go to like Cardiff heaven. Like... Still nice, still a city, but, like, I, I don't live there. Oh, and he died. He was taken away by a tornado. He just—he was an old man. He just walked into a field, and a tornado just took him away and took him to heaven. It's kind of cool. What the hell? Yeah. So do you know what I mean? Like, that's a good, old-fashioned, fun, Bible-ish story. It's and it's 10,000 they... times more entertaining than anything in the actual book of Romans. This has been this app. And it, yeah, it's a bit different, but... Hopefully it's been, you know, still entertaining and fun. It's been a ray of light in a in a dark and dreary world. Give us five stars on iTunes or a constructive three. Nope. Got, about got to have fives. Le- got to have fives. Left. Yep. We really want to make sure that we are on good form. So maybe a constructive two or three would really help us. We're, re- we're doing really well in the Czech Republic, and we have been doing for a very long time. Mm. If you're in the Czech Republic, please let us know why. They fucking love us over there. Hey, hey, Prague! What can I say, as you say in Ch- as you say in Prague, no English. <laughs> as you say in Prague, please leave. Please leave Prague. As the people of Prague said to me, please, sir, <laughs> you must stop shouting. <laughs> do watch Flew and Me on the on the YouTube's, and do watch Hail Mary on the YouTube. Sean McLaughlin, Elliot Fellows, and that's it. It's the end of the show. It's- Stay safe out there, kids. Keep washing your hands. Yep, be good to each other. Keep watching the skies. Yes, please. Yeah. I'm out. Sean and Elliot Read the Bible was brought to you by Sean McLaughlin and Elliot J. Fallows. It's hosted. Did those the wrong way around, but it doesn't really matter. Bible Corp and Son. All music by Miss Petricor. All artwork by Ryan Weekman. And just remember... If you're out there, you're living, you're happy, you've got people in your life, it all it can all disappear on a dime, so don't get too comfortable. Okay. 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 Have a stellar. <laughs> this is the best podcast we've ever done. I think we should remember 
the date that we do this podcast. I want to make sure I know. It's 9-11-2001. We call it 9-11 today. That's not the way I'd normally format the date, but we decided to call it 9-11. And we're in a big old tower. What a twist.